0: Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice.
1: This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon.
0: Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Uh, We're really excited to be drinking with Atlanta restaurateur Chris Hall today from uh from local three i'm sure we may get into uh some of your other ventures along the way chris but uh cheers buddy thanks for joining us cheers
1: thanks for having me absolutely
0: so just to be transparent before we get started um so chris was kind enough to share uh, a couple of uh i don't do you call them store picks i guess uh, yeah, I mean, they're,
1: they're barrel picks. We just call them barrel, barrel picks.
0: picks. Okay, all right. So, so yeah, so Chris was kind enough to share um, a couple of barrel picks with us. Uh, just for visuals and representation purposes, I do have an ASW and an Elijah Craig bottle. Uh, he will be showing the actual bottles. I, I don't have the actuals, but uh, just so you know, maybe we'll get some questions or uh, some likes or comments. Who knows what we'll get out of there. Hey, just like a restaurant owner, you're already drinking out of the to-go cup. I, I don't is there enough other cup that exists.
1: I mean, come on, man. Like, it's just natural. It's like that and, and hot food. I don't know what hot food is. We don't eat hot food. That's not what we do, right? Yeah, it's not part of who we are. So, yeah, awesome, awesome. So,
0: so Chris, you picked the barrels out. I'm not sure if anybody uh, assisted you in that, but uh, which would you recommend we uh, we start with the uh, the Elijah Craig? Yeah, I think uh, we start. I think we start with Elijah and then go to the ASW okay well do you want to share a little about uh what we're sipping on before we get started sure um
1: this is uh this is a a, this is a, a barrel pick that we did with elijah um we've done oh i don't know i think this is like our sixth or seventh barrel with them um and i've gotten to know bernie lovers pretty well so got a little chance to uh figure out where some good 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 honey holes are. Yeah. Um, you know, getting stuff out of Deetsville and to and places like that where um where we really, you know, you're getting a bourbon that we really like. So when we do a barrel pick, um, uh, you know, we're generally sampling between six and nine, nine barrels. And basically it's it's usually my partners and I. So have two business partners and then sometimes we'll bring in folks from our organization and friends, like the second barrel that we've done. And uh Basically, we'll try them all and kind of write down little notes about them. And we can pretty much immediately, if we do nine barrels, we can kind of knock out about four. Like, there's usually four that we can agree on. They're just like, hey, man, that's not us. And then we go back, we try them again, and that's when the hand-to-hand combat starts. Then it's full-on blood sport, Texas cage match. Like, we're in it to win it. And usually we get it down to two. And sometimes we buy two because we just can't you know get there oftentimes you know what are we looking for are we looking for a sip and bourbon or are we looking for a cocktail bourbon sure mm-hmm. it could be different right mm-hmm. and certainly the flavor the flavor profile could be different so we get it we get it down to two or three and then it's kind of like what are you thinking um this this whiskey that we have right here so this this didn't this came from the new facility this came from cox um and uh It's on, it's on the fifth out of seven floors. So it's, we just really liked it. It's a nine, it's, I think it was nine, nine years, three months. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really, uh, I have this thing, you know, everyone has kind of their, their, their flavor profile that they like and all sure. I've got this mad, like, juicy fruit thing right so banana is the technical name yeah I nose a bourbon and it smells like juicy fruit it immediately gets me right and so i got a little of that juicy fruit a little creme caramel all those good things and when we tasted it out of the ones we tasted it was the most balanced and fit and so this one ended up being being the winner of this trip so so um, what you're saying is when you're sitting around with, uh, when, when
0: it's, bu- when it's tasting time and the business partners are there and they nose and they get that, that banana juicy fruit, it's like, ah, yeah,
1: shit, we can just go ahead. and <laughs> just, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, like, there's immediate flavors that like all of us know, like if there's something that's peppery, like, like mushroom going to grab it. Right. He's going to be like, yeah, I want <laughs> like, I can, I can almost tell you what they're going to pick and what I'm going to pick the cool ones. Are and this has happened probably we've probably done I don't know thirty barrels between between whiskey and tequila in the history of 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 what we've done and it's really cool there've been I think three times when all of us immediately have been like that's it oh wow yeah. like no debate like like nothing we were like that's got to be a
0: good feeling though right i mean you're
1: i mean it, i mean one it's like well
0: so it's in well let's let us taste the other one so we know why we're not picking those but i mean in the grand scheme it's like now you can have fun with it and you've taken all the decision criteria out
1: usually that's problematic too because you're spending another 10 grand buying on a second barrel because you like we know we got that one and we got to have more fun so like <laughs> we're gonna fire for effect over here and, and do that which i which i think is is, is really fun. Um, you know, and there's, there's different experiences you can have. There's the barrel pick, but then we like to go blend stuff too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like like we like to go blend some stuff and, and that's always a good experience too. But I think what's so neat about barrels is like, this is it when it's gone, it's gone. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. More mm-hmm. and no barrel will be like it. Um, mm-hmm. it's like a fingerprint of, of the whiskey world. And so I think that's cool to be able to experience that. And one of the things that that we look for is, is just, is it distinctive, right? Like, it, there's nothing wrong with it tasting like every other Elijah or every other Woodford or every other Weller. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can find that a lot of places. Right. We'll generally gravitate toward a barrel that's something funky and cool yeah. and different because I want people to be like, oh, yeah, the, this is. This is so I'm going
0: back to local three because I want to have that uh, whatever, whatever you paired it with or I paired it with. And I, I want that bourbon again because it really complemented and finished the meal.
1: Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, you, you guys definitely get it. And it, it's always fun to do. And and now knowing enough about each distillery and who's making whiskey and stylistically, Um, you know, I had a really cool conversation with Brent Elliott a couple months ago just talking about like, He's like, listen, the sweet spot is between nine and 12 years. Yeah. You can take it as long as you want it, but he's right. I mean, a lot of times you, you get more tannin involved and you, you lose some things. Where is that sweet spot? How old is it? It's it's fun to figure that out. Um, and, and each barrel is going to be different and where it's stored in the rickhouse is going to affect it. What rickhouse it's in all the microclimates. It's a cool thing. But I really love the fact that they're all different. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is a, a great pick. And I, I see what you mean by the uniqueness. Again, I mean, you can find Elijah Craig uh, small batch on any shelf you walk into in any liquor store. But uh, I, I'm definitely getting that banana, juicy fruit note. It's got a really clean finish uh, on, on the end of this thing. I mean, it's like this is one of those. Uh, where the show if if i had a bottle of this the show could get really bad really quick
1: <laughs> this is bitter dipping whiskey and it goes down really smooth I mean, Yeah, you got this for is is you know this time of year you light a fire and you decide hey this is going to be good and we're going to sit here and we're going to sip this it's it's very clean um i, I think it, it's not overly spicy yeah but it's it's well rounded it, it's it's not sort of too vanilla it's not boring it's just
0: a really good yeah I'm kind of whiskey. getting some graham cracker on the palate on this thing is it's kind of coating my mouth a little bit it's I mean like heavy like honey graham crackery and it then it has the- a
1: viscosity to it that we really that's that's something a lot of, that's a great point. I mean a lot of people don't talk about that mouthfeel is really important to me. Like you know some stuff can be really oily and that can be great and like look I'm not calling anybody out but there's a there's a whiskey out there with an age statement on and I'm like, look, that's really thin. Uh, yeah, well. it might be 10 years old but it doesn't and and when you drink I, I i don't know if you guys have found this like for me i tend to drink higher proof because then i can cut it to where i want it as opposed to sort of you know i, when you I haven't i haven't learned that lesson yet about cutting it yeah, but, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe the issue is more the fact that uh, you know our palates are a little deader the 80 proof that, bourbon as opposed it, to 100 proof bourbon and um I think the one thing about Elijah that's interesting that that we need to be honest about when we're talking about whiskey is you buy a hundred dollar bottle of bourbon, it damn well better taste good, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like it's those experiences in life, like like when do you feel you get value? Well, you feel you get value when something over delivers. That's right. Like, listen, I'm a chef, right? Everybody's like, oh, like I think Waffle House is value. It over delivers. It doesn't cost me a lot, but it's fresh. Yeah, it's egg. damn good. They say hello every time they know my name. My order is practically cooked before I sit. <laughs> I and like, that's awesome. Right. So that can exist in the bourbon world as well in the sense of like, yeah, it's great to get, you know, Al young and it, it, it's great. I, I'll be honest with you. I, it's that time of year. Everybody's like, Oh, I didn't get my call. I didn't get my, I'm lucky I'm in this business. Cause I'm, Blow my brains out if I had to go searching for that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Part of the chase, but I'd rather chase a golf ball than, <laughs> than chase
0: it like Well, we're, we're gonna get there. Hold on. So, so we went straight into bourbon, which I, it, it doesn't appear any of us are upset about. No. And uh, no. I mean, it's, it, it's birdies bur- So, so when I reached out to, uh, I think I reached out to you on Instagram. Uh, I reached out to Local yeah. Three, and the response I got back was, he said, "Hell yes, my two favorite things: golf and bourbon." <laughs> <laughs> You, you, you had me at hello. I, I don't <laughs> need to go
1: much farther, and, and, and I, I probably do most often as well. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and, and just before we got fired up, you mentioned it, and and we'd be remiss if we didn't say uh, uh, thanks to the voice of the Atlanta Falcons for, uh, when, when he was on the show and, and we were just talking about some local, uh, no pun intended, or maybe it was, but, uh, talking about some Atlanta and Dan always likes to kind of finish the show with, Hey, what are some of the, uh, diamonds in the rough, the places that you don't really, you know, that, that you wouldn't just happen upon and you got to kind of search them out. And the first place I believe he brought up was local three and, and yourself. And he's like, you got to get this guy on the show. And I'm like, well, I hope he doesn't know us.
1: <laughs> so cause maybe he'll say yes. Uh, <laughs> He's a great guy, and uh, he consistently takes my money on the golf course. Uh-huh. As good as Wes is, his wife Victoria is much better, um, and we, we need to constantly remind him of that. But uh, Wes is a good friend and a, and a good player, um, and, and a lot of fun to hang out with. Yeah, um, so there's nobody that has, I mean, he's got his. As many good golf stories involving athletes as anybody you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get into a few of those with you. But but hold, but, but for the
0: folks that don't know Chris Hall, um, so the uh, restaurateur or partner, however you'd like to uh, to to frame that up, in local three, and you've had some businesses of your own. I don't know if you still have any standalones, but you're partnered. If it's uh, if I can say with uh, with the folks that have Muss and Turner. Yeah, and, we're
1: and, all everybody's in one
0: pot now. We're all together. We're okay. Yeah. So. A big happy family. Nice. Yeah. So. So again, I'm. Yeah, I'm saying that's the local three, right? Is the right. three We've of you guys? we
1: We've got Muss and Turners, um, which has a speakeasy, Eleanor's attached to it. We've got MTH Pizza, um, which is great, and then we have the concept that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. It's like Augusta. There you I literally built it under the model of Augusta and I'm Clifford Roberts. And that's, <laughs> you're sticking to it. What well, give us, uh, give us a little bit of history about Chris Hall. Uh, for the most part, grew up in Atlanta, um, moved here when I was a kid around, around 12, uh, discovered booze at an early age, uh, and had the opportunity to go to boarding school in Tennessee, which was great. And, um, and uh, went up north for college, and came worked up there, and, and came back home. Uh, started working in restaurants when I was fourteen. Started Culinary
0: degree? No,
1: nope. I taught myself how to cook. Just worked in the best restaurants. I best promotion, best best job switch I ever made to this day was when I was fourteen. I wanted to buy a car, and my parents were like, "That's neat." watch, you know, you better to do something to supplement you mowing yards. And I was like, well, my friend's parents, you got some nice friends, you know, you're going to help with insurance. They're like, yeah, man, no, nope. you're going to figure that out too, which is great. It was an amazing lesson. And it's one of the reasons I'm an entrepreneur now. Um, but I really wanted a car I fabricated my age and when I was 14 started working at the pizza hut. And then the next summer I figured out I could ride my bike about a half mile further and there was Fellini's, hmm. and Fellini's had better beer, better pizza, and hotter women. <laughs> At Fifteen, these are important criteria. Well, I mean, they still are important criteria, right? Nothing's changed. And no, so not, I not really. Did that, and um, I, I just, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew that sitting a job that was static and and kind of the same thing every day wouldn't suit me, and sitting behind a desk wouldn't probably do well for me. And I needed something creative. And this has turned into all those things, you know, and the side benefit to tie it all together of what I do is I've gotten to meet a lot of amazing people and cook for a lot of amazing people. And when they find out you're into golf, you get a lot of cool invitations to play a lot of cool places. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure when people ask me like, what's the best part about your job? And if I'm really honest with them, I'm like the golf courses I get to play and the people I get to play with. <laughs> I mean, my team's great. I love everybody here. But that is that is the perk. That is the the unsung perk of what I do is is just getting to play really cool golf courses with really cool people. Well, you you
0: opened the door, bud. So uh, <laughs> give me you 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 can give me the best one, top three.
1: You, you, deal it up. It's your show. I mean, the best one's right down the road, right? Oh yeah, and he's like right down the road. The biggest, the biggest casualty of COVID in my life this year is, this is a big birthday for me, and uh, we had uh, four days in the locker room at Cyprus planned as a birthday gift from a friend of mine, and uh, COVID killed that. Ah, bummer. So hopefully we'll get to do that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. I, we, I get to. I have a lot of friends that are in the business, and just everywhere from you know, I mean, I'm wearing a Shinnecock hat. Not on purpose. I just picked the golf hat because I wear a hat every day because I don't have any hair. Um, Dan and, doesn't either. I it's okay. Either. Y'all yeah. have something in I, common. Of, uh, you know, I'm just fortunate. Uh, you know, honors. I, I was for my birthday a couple of weeks ago. We were down at Congaree. Oh, uh, nice. Sage. I mean, to, to uh,
0: you're, you're just showing off at this point.
1: We get <laughs> it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> it really is the fun part of what I do. Yeah. People. You know, you cook for them, you get to know them and they're like, Hey, we know you like golf. You want to come enjoy this. And uh, you get to go do fun stuff. Well, but, but
0: I mean, it, it does speak to, uh, you know, I mean, we, we can, we don't have to go back through the list you just named off, but the, the, you know, uh, the five that i could uh, you know just rattle off that you went through i mean it, it's uh, it is the it's the cream of the crop right i mean it is the golf courses that are bucket list list golf courses which kind of ties right back into i mean what you do for a living if you're talking and cooking for folks mm-hmm. that want to come to your place they're eating at really good places. So, and, 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 and I love your place. And I hope you talk about the Local, local 3 a little bit because uh, that damn buffet you do, the brunch you do, yeah, where you my, get the one through the good. kitchen.
1: COVID, COVID put us off a little bit, but we'll be back on it as soon as we can. And I'm, I'm really proud of Local 3. It's a, it's a restaurant that's very reflective of my personality and who I am. Um, I, I was into bourbon before bourbon was cool. I know it, it seems like that was long ago, but when we opened in 2010, there were no bourbon bars in Atlanta. There were yeah, no yeah. specifically dedicated. And so my philosophy was, look, I, I I'd rather be good at a few, I'd rather be great at one thing than good at a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, I mean, no offense to the guys in the vodka world, it's a flavorless colorless spirit. How many do you need behind your bar? <laughs> like shit. I mean, sorry. Can I? Yeah, you can't. It, yeah. It's your right. show. Speak yeah, freely. All right. Well, I'll, I'll keep it. You know, rated <laughs> R, <or> not anywhere, <laughs> and not anywhere above that. But right. I mean, how many vodkas do you need? I see these bars with eighteen vodkas. I'm like, what do you like? If you want a vodka that tastes like blackberries, I got a plan for you. Get some blackberries and muddle them in your damn vodka. You don't need somebody to do it for you and pay extra. Right? Yeah. So so my philosophy was just, hey, I love whiskey. It's a it's a traditional American thing. I wanted an American restaurant. Not to say that, but the cool thing about calling yourself an American restaurant is we are a melting pot and I can yep. cook whatever kind of food I want. Yep. Yeah. That's at the end. That's why I did this. I wanted to serve the booze. I wanted to serve. I wanted to cook the food I wanted to serve. And I've always loved bourbon. And I was like, look, instead of trying to be a little bit of something to everybody, let's focus on bourbon. I mean, we don't even do a lot of scotch. I mean, I probably have 30 scotches here, hmm. but I've got 557 bourbons. Wow. you—you doesn't count. Not that there's anything wrong with drinking out of a, out of a plastic bottle because Lord knows I've had plenty of E in my life and other things that are far lower than that. But like, you know, we've we've tried to really curate some a collection that is approachable to everyone. Cause I want someone that's never had bourbon before, it's just starting that journey to be able to come in and go, man, that's a great place. I can afford stuff and it's really cool. And I like and I want somebody that's a complete geek to come in and go oh shit, they have that unicorn that I've always wanted to try mm. and it's not breaking the bank. Well,
0: that, that's exactly where we, where we wound up that with Wes on the show and kind of asking about, you know, some diamonds in the rough and not that you're a diamond in the rough, but it but you are tucked away in a unique spot. Yeah, that one you would
1: know we're here if we're not, you know, I, I think it's kind of, this is my own bias and it, it's, it's very insecure for someone, and, but I'll put it out there to everybody. Like, I don't think we get enough credit for being the whiskey bar. We are, I see other people that have a hundred bourbons and people like, Oh my God, it's the best whiskey bar I've ever been. I'm like, that's not even a whiskey bar. That's like some sort of hobby. My, my
0: point exactly, but that's where we went with Wes, and we were like, hey, you know, where, where, do you, where would you go to drink if you were coming to Atlanta to drink bourbon? And it, he didn't. I, I'm, I'm reflecting back, and it's cloudy because we were drinking a little bit, and I'm drinking now, but it was where, do you, where would you go to drink? What's the best bourbon bar in Atlanta? And your name came up first, and I said, shit, I don't know why I didn't even think of that myself because it i mean when you walk in and you look at the wall it is i mean it it's it's i mean things like we're drinking now with this Elijah Craig barrel pick i mean it's it's stuff that's unique that you you've got some staples in there that if you're hey this is i'm a one track pony and this is what i want to do you can get them there but if you're an explorer and you want to go and you say hey i want to go sit down at a bar and i want to be able to try something that you know i may not be able to find anywhere else it's like well here you go and and it is and it is just that and i don't know why you don't get credit for that either
1: yeah i mean it's nice i mean bourbon review has named us one of the best you know bourbon bars for the last eight years running cool. or, you know, which is great, but I do think it's a little, I, I think we we've got a great team behind the bar and, and having someone whose sole focus is on bourbon and having a bourbon, psalm who's not a stuck up guy, but is just a super cool. Like, Hey, what do you want to drink? Let's figure out what you like to taste and we'll take you through it. Yeah. And you know, give me a budget. Like, what do you want to spend? Um, I, I think that's an important part of it. I think we do some cool stuff like uh, you know, we just got finished with our with our ninth year of Brown Friday, which instead of Black Friday, we just discount all our whiskeys by 50%. Oh, that's cool. you can sit at the bar and do your Christmas shopping. Like, who? I mean, <laughs> yeah, even before COVID, who wants to go to the mall, right? Like, so, I mean, there's... The other thing that we do is we do a lot of neat tastings and events. We just have the ability to do um, some really cool stuff with with people like Chris Morris and Jackie Zykan and Brent Elliott and Bernie lovers. And, and, you know, these are big names in the whiskey world, right? Like, um, you know, doing the debut of castle and key down here in a couple weeks uh, with, with Will Arvin and his team up there and, and just being able to do things like that gives people access. I mean, the last event Dave Pickerel was a dear friend of mine. The last event Dave ever did before he passed away was here. Hmm. Oh, wow. Well. Tuesday night and was in LA on Thursday. You know, the, so, um,
0: the the only issue I have with those events that you do is I'm always too damn late
1: and I <laughs> never can get into them. Now you've got my email. Yeah. I'll just send you when they're coming up and you will be good to go. Perfect. So we, re- we really pride ourselves on, on having a, having a program that, um, is, is really comprehensive for people and fun. I'm, I'm a lot more interested in serving whiskey to people that love it and want to try something than people that have a lot of money and can pay for it. Right. Like I I just, I like that's why I'll tell, I'll tell this to all the people that are really geeked out on bourbon and love bourbon. When you come in here you're going to see a list and it's going to have about 400 and something bourbons on it. That ain't the whole shebang because if I put things on there, it's just, they're going to go and it's going to be someone showing off and saying, yeah, hey, I bought ten shots of X for right. my guys. That's great. And and please don't think I don't like money, and particularly now in COVID, we need it. Right. But like, I want that stuff to go to people that are like, man, I've always wanted to try Al Young, and I can't find um, it. It's never right. anywhere that I, I never go to. It. Right. I've only heard of it, and when I heard of it, it was so expensive that I, I could, you know, I couldn't afford it. I'd much rather do somebody like that because. They're going to be loyal to us in the long term, and we're going to give them. I mean, at the end of the day, you get in this business because you like pleasing people, you like hospitality. When I see the look on somebody's face and the gratitude of, and I've been searching. You know, I've wanted to have Tornado Survivor, I've wanted to have, you know, Electric Owl, or I've wanted to have, you know, name name all, you know, Alma Hundred, whatever it is, like. That's awesome. And even you've, ing- you've gotten a customer for life, frankly, at that point, mm-hmm, right? Sure, that's a good point. Yeah, someone yeah. that comes in. So the, 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 the dirty down low secret is always ask like, if there's something you wanna try, ask if we have it, or if there's something you're like, hey, what do you have that is not on the list, maybe new, is cool, that I might not have seen? Well, one of us will come out and talk to you about it and and we'll, we'll rip and run some cool, some cool juice. God, I've got, uh, I'm,
0: I'm taking notes mentally. I hope I don't drink too much and forget them. <laughs> well, the good news is this is recorded. I can just go back and listen
1: to it. Absolutely. And we're, and we're here. And, and, um, I think that's one of the fun things for our, for our bar team is when they do get people who really trust them and want, you know, say, okay, what do you like? And they say, okay, well, I tend toward more spicy or, you know, high rye or, or I'm a weed or guy And, And then we can start to really like allow them the flexibility to bring some cool stuff out that they know and say, Hey, you might have traditionally had this, but let's try this over here. Yeah. Right. I I mean,
0: I I think, so you're a chef and I want to get there in just a second, but I mean, I I think that's really key. And, and, you know, I mean, you've mentioned or referenced, uh, you know, a few labels, if you will, uh, or brands and it's, you know, it's people that are, you know everybody's hunting a few unicorns i've definitely found a few myself and and that was for personal gratification that hey i i want them i i just i want to have them on the bar and i and it's not for it's not for show it's not for tell it's just because i want to experience it and i i i you can see i i like to i like to collect and not a collect but i like to have something but you drink them
1: and you share them with friends wine in my home collection i mean there's There's two bottles of whiskey I have that have sentimental value to me when I picked with with a friend who's passed away now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I drink that on the anniversary of his passing every year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've got about that much black Maple Hill, the, the real black Maple Hill. Right. My one. <laughs> I love it so much. That, that was the whiskey that made me go, oh shit. <laughs> really? Like, that was the whiskey. Yeah. That was my, like, that was when the, you know, the clouds parted, the angels sang, the light shone down. And I was like, that ain't no that, that ain't no <laughs> you know plastic bottle whiskey anymore that you've been drinking, boy. That's not Southern comfort. That's so, do like, you remember? Do you remember where you had it at? Uh, yeah, I had it. I, I was it, this was probably around this was um late late nineties, and I had it at a friend's house, and I was working okay. at, it at the time, and they had some, and I went right in, and I was like, I want a bottle, and they're like. Well, it's pretty expensive it was like 65 bucks right back then mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, now i mean <laughs> right i mean and i was like yeah I, I want it and i just i just remember like having the whiskey i mean like you know he was kind of tasting us through stuff and i was really in that learning phase i had been i've been really a i've been a whiskey drinker in college because i like to fire for effect but as i worked in fine dining i got into wine and then i was starting back into whiskey and i remember tasting just being like I was almost embarrassed to ask him, like, can I get some more? Is that was so good? Right. Because he was tasting us through a bunch of different stuff. And I just so I've got literally maybe like three ounces left, three and a half ounces. At some point, I'll I'll kill it. Um, but everything else is there to share with friends. I mean, I think that's the joy of whiskey is that it's a social it's a social thing and then the <laughs> joy
0: of whiskey the joy of food and i mean if you ever get a yeah, chance to experience told- local 3 and in in, in, a, uh, in a in a in a more in a regular environment than what we're going through today. I mean, that's exactly uh, what's your establishment. I mean, it, it, it's it's the epitome of come in, sit around. Uh, it's a gregarious uh, uh, atmosphere and it is open and welcoming. And it's like, how many how many restaurants do you get to go to and eat and you get to walk through their kitchen where everything's happening and you know we're serving you right here it's like hey what do you want and here you go you know yeah, and, and, and I mean, that's classic of,
1: of all the covid stuff that's changed in the restaurant that that's i mean i miss the buzz the electricity but i miss brunch and being you know people could walk into the kitchen just being like what are you doing i can't tell you the number of people who've been like you know teach me how to make eggs like that and we're like come back we'll teach you how to make eggs like that oh, that's cool this we are um, we are intentionally not out to make any statement. And other than our statement is putting a smile on, on our guest face. Um, there's no agenda. There's no. You want a well-done steak? I'll cook a well-done steak. If that makes you happy, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not trying to prove anything to myself. If you
0: order a well-done steak, you better damn well order ketchup with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair uh, but but it, it's it's really. Um, at the end of the day, our mission is to is to make people happy. And if people leave a yeah. smile on their face and they feel they got you know good value for their money and they're like, man, I remember that place because I had this great meal with some friends that I hadn't seen in a while, or we got engaged there, or we celebrated a graduation there. I mean, those are the moments that when people look back, we just had our 10th anniversary mm-hmm. and, and I got all these notes from people saying this was a... This was an important time in my life, and I think it's an interesting part of what we do that doesn't get talked about a lot In the fact that we're sharing people's... I mean, our culture is based around food, right? Everybody eats and drinks, and we do it kind of communally with our families and stuff, and we share in the good times of marriages and graduations and celebrations, and we share in the hard times of, of funerals and loss and things like that. But those are intimate moments, and you get to share those with people, and that's incredibly meaningful... Um, You know, I, I, you know, another bottle that people in my up at our place in the mountains that I I just had some the other day was um, we did a funeral for a a regular here who happened to be a member at Marion and he took me to play Marion for the first time
0: Mm. Um,
1: and we went twice and it was an incredibly special experience and we did the funeral when when Bob passed away and uh, afterwards his wife sent me a a lovely two baccarat whiskey glasses and and a bottle of um, a bottle of decades. Um, oh, nice! Wild Turkey, and yeah. I. Wild Turkey is criminally underrated. Yeah, people just look at it as this like monolithic brand that like is, one, two, is I mean, like you know bottom exactly. Bottom like they just look and they're like Wild Turkey, and they immediately turn off. Right? No, no. Well, like,
0: because you think, oh, well, that's bottom shelf, uh, cheap ass shit, yeah, and yeah, I'm not. I'm like, not going to drink that. No, and no, it's those like
1: guys are making some of the best whiskey in the world. They, 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 they you know, like sometimes you got to do this to do this and they sell a lot of this so they they can then do this stuff and I just those experiences of are are what we're trying to do and and it's it's a cool thing because we get to see the important moments in a lot of people's life and and we take that very seriously we don't take ourselves seriously I mean, God forbid we do that where we want to have fun and we take what we do damn seriously because yeah. we're part of some really important stuff in people's lives. Let me uh, kind of spin us
0: off on that one for a sec, if you don't mind. So I would say just in uh, this is our first time meeting virtually. Unfortunately, we'll we'll meet in person. I'm sure Let's play hopefully, some golf hopefully we get around a golf in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I would say you're a bourbon connoisseur and you're a professional chef. Is that a fair statement? That is a fair statement. So can you g- give me, uh, give it to the folks that are listening, selfishly, I want it for me and Dan wants it for himself also, how do you start to pair bourbons with uh, with food or, or do you pair foods with bourbons?
1: I think it, I, they're a little bit symbiotic. I, I, I do not, I think with whiskey, I don't subscribe to the idea of fighting the pairing. So I think you have options. So when you first start, you're looking at it and you say, okay, I have a dish that's spicy. Well, there's not any whiskey that's going to cool down spice, right? That's Mm -hmm. not going to work. Whiskey doesn't work. Like in the wine world, you can say, okay, spicy food. I'm going to do a Riesling with it. Mm -hmm. But in general, the way our taste buds work, you're better to go ahead and just accentuate whatever it is, right? Now, here's something that I think is really important that a lot of people don't talk about. Pairing wine and food, and hopefully a lot of things you do in your life should be about balance. So I'm not a craft beer guy. I'm sorry to all my friends in craft beer. They know this. I've been roundly, you know, positive as the idiot David Chang. I, you know, I drink the champagne of beers, Miller High Life. I drink it ice cold. I want it so cold that it almost hurts my head. Just from when I was a kid, and I would sneak a beer after mowing the lawn, and I would literally put it in the freezer. Because if I went in the freezer, my dad just thought mom and dad just thought I was getting a popsicle or something. Because I mowed the big lawn, <laughs> but it was an ice cold beer that was almost slushy. Right? <laughs> when you get to when you get to things that are out of balance, whether it be an oak Chardonnay or a triple IPA, I drink a triple IPA. I can't taste anything for the rest of the day. Yeah, all I taste is bitter. So I think. You know, trying to balance things out and not overwhelm the food, shouldn't overwhelm the whiskey, and the whiskey can't overwhelm the food. They've got to complement each other. They've got to run. It's like you have these parallel tracks that you can eventually merge, right? Like, you know, it's two different putts, but they're both breaking into the hole. Yeah, they get sure. to the hole at the same time, you're there. So if you've got a food that's naturally spicy or has a lot of pepper in it, you know, go with a spicier bourbon. If you've got something more mellow, like, go with that. Oftentimes, pair off your sauce work,
0: hmm.
1: right? Like, that should be your first thing that you're pairing off of. So, go sauce and go by whatever has kind of the biggest flavor. And then don't forget about texture, too. Hmm. The the easiest way to, to kind of pair is to think, for me, and, and everyone's different, is... Think about what flavors exist in a bourbon. So I tell people all the time: you want to you want to get good at blind tasting, or good at really tasting. And this is geeky as hell. Like no one needs to spend time doing this to enjoy bourbon. But if you want to take it to the nth degree, you know, sit down with some corn, some dried corn. Sit down with cranberries. Sit down with banana, banana chips. Sit down with almonds. Sit down with hazelnuts. Sit down with graham crackers a vanilla bean. And as you're tasting, like eat a little graham cracker, you'll be like, yes or no, my bread, (laughs) same idea, right? Wow. That's OBSV. It should be a high rye mash bill from Florida roses. Let me try it with rye. Now let me try OESK and does it have as much rye to it? So that's how you really want to geek out. But if you think about those kind of those traditional flavors that I just mentioned, what of those exist in the food that you're, that you're there? Yeah, sure. Like, what are those things? Like, so I'll give you an example, sweet potatoes. It's an easy bourbon pairing because people are going to put butter. People are going to put marshmallows, which is sweet, caramel, like all those things work, mm-hmm. or right? Some all spice or cinnamon or right. something well, along all those, those things. things go into like, think about what goes with that. And then try and think of the flavors and the bourbon that you have and meld them up together. I don't know if that answered your question. Is no, no, sure. Yeah. No, well,
0: I mean, I was just, I mean, really, my question was uh, i probably could have been more direct and, you know, how do you do it? But I mean, exactly. in just what you said is what's in the dish that you're cooking. And, and again, it's uh, you know, in it different than wine, which is, you know, compliment it. Don't try and uh, move away yeah, from it. I,
1: I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very much in the complimentary. And the other thing that you mentioned earlier that I think it's lost in this, If you're doing something heavy or light pay attention to the viscosity of the whiskey right they they have different mouthfeels if it hits you up front if it hits you in back how long is the finish does it really coat your mouth like people kind of lose that or don't pay attention to it and i think it's an important part of how that pairing is going to go
0: well or do people even realize you know i mean depending on where you are in your uh in your your whiskey or spirit adventure um, you know, you, because you definitely, when you're eating the texture of the food could change the flavor profile, even though you're still getting that out of it, but the texture of the food could be off putting it away that starts to trigger some, you know, trigger some things up here that are like, eh, your sensory glands. It's like, yeah, that doesn't taste good. And it may not, it might not be that it didn't taste good. It might just be that the texture of it triggered something that, that kind of sent you in a wrong direction. Right.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's interesting to hear, like when you start talking to tasters and, and, and distillers and master distillers, like I always ask them, like, what's your favorite pairing? Like Jackie's, I can from old Forester's like lobster bisque and and bourbon, loves it, you know? (laughs) And then there's some stuff, I'm like, what's your least favorite pairing? And they'll be like, Oh, this doesn't work. Like, and then you can have things that don't work. And so stay away from those and go toward things that, that work. I mean, at the end of the day i think one of the things that's interesting everybody's palate's different and there's no the only bad whiskey is a whiskey that's made improperly and is actually bad right like just because you like makers and it's not cool to like makers doesn't mean it's bad whiskey it's really good whiskey Mm -hmm. right and it's okay to drink it like drink what you like and eat what you like and if you think that that goes with that then If it does for you, great. I might look at you like you're high, but you know, that's like, don't worry about that judgment, like go for things. And, and you know, the other thing about it is don't be afraid to experiment. Like you've got a dish, like pour like three whiskeys. I mean, they don't have to be full pours, like pour like three little pours and be like, okay, what's going to go well with the salmon? Like, and you might decide salmon and whiskey don't go together. You might decide like, Holy crap. That works really well because it's fatty and the viscosity in this whiskey. Rye and salmon go together. And, like, you know, like, so it's about. I mean, a good, a good
0: unfiltered whiskey with uh, with some fatty salmon in there. I mean, you get a little mustard glaze. I mean, you're starting to kind of, I mean, it's yeah. like gelling together, I man.
1: It's, it's all there. And, and I think there, there's no right or wrong. So don't be afraid to experiment. Yeah.
0: Right? You, you know, you mentioned two you mentioned two brands. Uh we're not drinking any of them but I'm sure we both had plenty of them or the three of us have. And you mentioned Wild Turkey uh earlier and how it's overlooked and and you also mentioned Maker's Mark, which again, it, I think it has kind of a stigma around it. I think I only have one bottle of Maker's Mark and it's cast strength just because I'm kind of I but there's no reason for me to drink just, uh, you know, regular label makers, Mark. I, I want the, you know, I, I want something a little bit meatier, but you know, like if you, if you wind up in a dive bar somewhere and you know, you've got, you got a black label and you got a white label, maybe, but you're probably going to be able to find one of those two being makers or wild Turkey 101. And neither
1: of those are a bad option. And I mean, you go down that road, man. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. And, and and you do get into stuff like I think the two, the nineteen and the twenty releases of their Stave project, are really interesting whiskeys. Now they cost one; they're, they're not super hard. I mean, it's all hard to find now; it's ridiculous. But they are, <laughs> excuse me, two of the more interesting sort of one-off whiskeys I've had recently, and and I enjoy them because I I like what they're doing to try and and do interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, but I, I, you know, I think everyone should sort of – I've always tried to kind of tier my – okay, I've got this tier of whiskey that if I am in a dive bar or I am in Italy or I am wherever, I know I can consistently drink it, then maybe here. And then you can get up to your unicorn stuff. But like, I'm not a guy that can afford to drink $100 whiskey every night. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Kudos to those that can and, and then can find it. But you need to have some go-to whiskeys that you. But enjoy. you don't. Ha- you don't right. have to drink
0: hundred-dollar whiskey every night to have a great damn Ooh. glass of whiskey.
1: Nope. When you see McKenna Ten sitting on a shelf, buy as much of it as you can. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I you know I think Old Forester nineteen twenty is great. I think the new Pinhook stuff is really yeah, good for is. the they're Charging. Yeah. Um, and I, you know a thirty-six-dollar whiskey is a reasonable whiskey that I can drink in a cocktail if I want, or not in a cocktail if I want, um, as opposed to just saying, Oh yeah, I'm going to drink, you know, little book two, three, and four tonight, or I'm going to drink boss hog or it's, it's not, it's not that way with me. If it is for some folks, I, I, love to hang out with you call
0: me yes yeah, uh, as would i i mean those are bottles that uh, to your point I, I put them on the shelf and uh, you know i sip them when it's uh, you know special occasion ish kind of sort of you usually know when adam something. leading the
1: match right
0: <laughs> usually when adam scott's leading anything yeah yeah at, at this point it, 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 like this year it's like anytime he's playing you
1: know.
0: i mean we all gonna have a man crush are we gonna on talk the,
1: about whether he's anchoring that butter or not <laughs> uh if you drink enough uh, it doesn't matter <laughs> That swing looks so good, it really doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you. It really I'm tell- doesn't matter. You just, that's one of those swings that you just go, yeah, okay. That's a- yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, how do you not
0: win everything? <laughs>
1: I think he does for the most part <laughs> in his own way, so
0: all right. Yeah. So, hold on, I got well, I, he might not be winning a lot of golf tournaments, he's winning life, he's winning, for life. Oh, he, yeah. he's winning life for sure. I got another cooking question, and I, I'll yep. promise I'll try to get away from it. Oh, you're good. Um, but but it also is related to bourbon, so do you or, or whiskey? And wh- when I say bourbon, you mentioned tequila earlier, and it's listen, if we call this thing birdies and vodka, you wouldn't be on the show, mm. okay? So, so we had to come up with something catchy. I will bring a transfusion, though, and <laughs> that's a that's that's a whole. That's a horse of a different color, man. That is, that's completely different. But you know, in 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 just thinking about spirits in general, and you mentioned tequila earlier. Uh, I am a fan of tequila. Uh, I'm probably a bigger fan of mezcal than I am tequila. Uh, that doesn't have any direction of where I'm going. But do you cook a lot with spirits? And uh, in, so in sauces or glaze or marinades
1: or yeah, we 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 cook a fair amount with spirits. It's um it's just something that I think adds a adds a dimension to things. Um, Particularly this time of year where we're braising a lot, where we're slow cooking and we're we're using a lot of wet heat cooking methods, we will tend to use wine, whiskey. Um, I think in curing things, like curing salmon with tequila is very interesting because you get that agave, like it it transitions over. And so um, we cook a fair amount with whiskey. it's um, It's not like... I don't think we do it with intent. I think we're, I mean, we do do it with intent, but it's not like, Hey, we want to make a whiskey dish. It's not searching for the recipe. It's just, Hey, this works and we're going to do it. I mean, it's more like the way our creative process works here with our, with my team, um, in particular is, uh, is sort of, we really look at what we have, like what's coming from farmers and fishermen. And that is our palette. And then we decide what we're going to paint. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. We don't go into it going, I'm going to paint a bridge and I need these colors. One out of every hundred dishes is like that. Mm -hmm. The other 99 are we have these colors and all this stuff. Okay. We're going to put this here. We're going to put this here. We want a texture element. We want this here. And that melds melds into a whole dish. That, what I
0: heard, what I heard was, Oh shit, here's what we got. What are we going to do with it? <laughs> no. Yeah. And it's a lot,
1: I mean, it's a lot harder. I mean, if I want to challenge my cooks, like I, I say, you can't order anything special cook out of the cooler and you've got, you know, you've got eggplant and chocolate and chili and, um, some salmon and, you know, black olive. I'm like, what are you going to do with that? Cause that's harder to do than saying like, look, I can make anything taste good with truffles and cream and in sure. <laughs> like, you know, and then I'll fry it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it tastes great. I, it's right. just, I, I don't have anything wrong with it. I'd love to eat it, but it, it's almost like, Oh, that's a cheat code. It's like right? iron. It's like you, iron chef every night at local three. Yeah. I mean, we we have things where we change the menu frequently because we're working with local yep. people. We're working and we're saying, Hey, we got this fish or, Hey, we got, you know, like stone crabs are in right now. So and this is the best year I've had in the last 10 for them. Wow. Like, what are we going to do? Like this, like it's interesting, right? The last two summers peaches best I've seen in my career. Tomatoes pretty average last year was bad. This mm. year was average. Yeah. Right? Good for mushrooms. It's damp. So we'll have more of that going on. So it, it all just really depends on sort of what's in season and, and what's where doing what but i rarely go into it going i'm going to cook a dish with x mm. yeah it's more like, gotcha. hey wild salmon are coming in okay we can get wild salmon for three weeks we're going to feature it every night because we really don't serve any other salmon than wild salmon so let's figure out what to do with it and how we can do it in interesting way cool
0: yeah. I, I love the creativity, man. Yeah. It, it's awesome that you, uh, that, that you've got a, a, a canvas, if you will, uh, that you can, uh, you know, take off on, on those, on those, uh, on those adventures. Hold on. Let's,
1: uh, let's, let's get into the hometown guys. So, um, Jim and Charlie and Kelly and Josh and, and the whole team at, American spirit, are are really good friends. Um, I, I couldn't be prouder, um, to have them as, as part of our, our hospitality scene in our, in Atlanta. Um, and we did a, we did a giving kitchen blend with them really early on and they're, they're sort of infancy and we've just been really close friends. And, uh, they called us one day and said, "Hey, we want to do something with you and the guys from Brick Store because we've got this kind of cool beer thing, but it's a whiskey thing, and we want the worlds to crash." And we said, "Yeah, let's let's have some some a creative collision." And we had done a uh, we had done a, a whistle pig barrel with with uh, with the guys from Brick Store that turned out amazing um, and called it the Rebel Alliance just because we like to fancy ourselves as rebels against the the, the bigger sort of restaurant conglomerates sure. of the world. Um, and they said, hey, we've made basically I mean, when Jim came to me, he's like, hey, I've got a I've got a scotch that I want you to try. And I'm like, listen, I'll drink scotch, but like, you know it's not my thing. Right? I have a really sensitive palate. I don't drink mm-hmm. coffee whatsoever. Like it wrecks my palate. Like I'm like wow. If I start drinking like Lafroy, I mean just like sucking on a charcoal briquette and i understand how some people like that it's not saying that it doesn't taste great to other people yeah, yeah sure it's incredible whiskey and he was like look i've made this as a, we've made this as a bourbon drinkers scotch um and so i was like that's kind of weird how, how like he's like it's unpeated i'm like okay you got me a little there i'm now interested <laughs> because i'm not doing the charcoal thing over the top it's like, and we made it with Maris Otter, which I know enough about homebrewing as not being a big guy, is kind of the it's the holy grail of 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 malts. It was it was engineered in the 60s by a guy, Bell in in England, and it's it's um it's just a it's kind of the the home brewer's malt. And I'm like, you got enough Maris Otter to make whiskey? And he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, Cool, that's interesting. Um let's do it. And so we went and we tasted about, God, we must've tasted 20 barrels that day. We were all wrecked by the time. That was of- a good day. Yeah. We were, we, we you know, everybody kind of had to, had to leave the cars that day. We were like, okay, well, <laughs> your parking lot's full and none of us drive, we're going to have to deal with that. We'll be back in the morning. Um, and we really just found this one that we love that, um, had, a, it, it's got a lovely multi-flavor and on the, on the, on the whiskey geek side, the bourbon geek side, I think it's crazy how much malt is ignored. You know, when you talk to bourbon people, most of them will say, well, it's just in there to aid fermentation. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're basically making beer and then distilling it. it. It's bringing flavor. There's a whole category of whiskey that's based on it. So don't tell me it's just there to aid fermentation. Yes, it helps fermentation. There's no question it helps the yeast eat sugar and, and, and turning, but it's going to have some flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I just thought this was cool because it is a scotch um made with a beer malt but no peat and when i drink it he was very right it is a bourbon drinker scotch hmm. yeah um
0: I, I would say too I, I would expand on that a little bit and say if you're if you're like eh, i don't really like whiskey and and for the folks that haven't tried uh the maris otter whiskey from asw This is uh, when he says it's scotch, he's referencing in the way that it's made and in the grain content that makes up uh, that makes up the juice. It, it would I wouldn't say that this tastes no, like it
1: doesn't taste like
0: scotch at yeah, all. it yeah right. it's just in in the process and then in the in, in the grain. And I would also say if you're like, eh, I'm not a big whiskey guy, just never could get into it you know and it's probably because you were drinking you know uh, the black label and the brown label and the white label, you know you it, but this is a if, if you're into some of those uh, malted beers, kind of higher proof beer. This is a beer drinker's introduction to whiskey 100%.
1: I also think it's, I mean, this is, this is rare. This is a single varietal. This is just Marisata. Usually you get lots of different malts. Lots of like, this is just Marisata. Like, so it's a very unique, um, it's a unique whiskey. And it's one that um, anytime you can collaborate, any, any um, time, that we get to work with friends like the guys at Brickstore and Leon's, like it's magic. I mean, they're incredibly creative people. They have, you know, I mean, that really is a legit like top 10 in the world beer bar. I mean, yeah. people travel from all over the world to see. Oh, Brickstore pub. See my, And the boys. And so when we get to, um, when we get to collaborate with that and learn from them and, and be part of that, it's, it's really magical for us to be able to do that. Yeah,
0: talk about two, a uh, couple hell of a days. I mean, you work in a trip to Brickstore, work in a trip to, brick store, work in a trip to uh, Local Three. You maybe get around in at, uh, I'm trying to think of what would be around that you could actually play. Uh, if you know anybody, they can get you on at Eastlake. I mean, that's yeah, that, Eastlake that,
1: would be great. If you can get on Druid, that would be great. You know, they, they, yeah, Eastlake's East the most logical kind of yeah. place for everybody, um, you know, which is, it's always fun. It's, it i understand it has the the big name but it is a great track everything's out in front of you oh my god You're, it is it's a it's a wonderful golf course it's a great caddy program you won't find a better staff in the country anywhere i mean it, it, and drew and dave and yeah and Chef Nick, i mean they're they're, they're literally top notch and so um, they're great friends, and I, I always love going out and playing out there. Oh,
0: speaking of, so we had Chad on the show a while back, uh, back before, uh, <laughs> back before the tournament. Um, so, are you involved in the? Uh, uh, I forget the name of the barbecue team. Are you involved in? Hugh that? School.
1: Hugh, Hugh school? school. Yeah. Uh, you know, I am. A, I am a. I don't know what you would call me. I am a, an interested onlooker, the head taster, um, but no, I, I am. I don't think Chad and Stuart want anything to do with me. They're both dear friends. (laughs) Uh, We are going to do an event together at stage Valley, uh, later on this, this spring for the junior invitational. We're going to take on some other barbecue guys. I think, uh, I think Davis and Zach Johnson are going down. (laughs) uh, We're we're coming for those guys. I don't know if they even know that yet, but we're coming. (laughs) Um, and, uh, but no, I, um, I, I don't think I know enough to uh, sate their incredible, uh, you know, is Stewart ever shown you? His, did he ever tell you the story about his jacket? No, 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 no. But, but, but you've already opened it up. So go ahead. It's a pretty, Stuart's a, a pretty chill guy, right? I mean, we're both Georgia tech guys. Like Stuart's very even keel. I am not, but that that's neither here nor there. So Stuart comes up to me one day and he's in the restaurant. And he's like, Got a blazer on. I'm like, I got a blazer on, dude. Like, like, I don't need a blazer jacket to die. And he's like, I gotta show you something. Oh boy. Opens the blazer. I'm like, what the hell is the lining of your blazer? He's like, those are our chicken thighs. Like, yeah, I guess when he went to Wyndham or somewhere. I, I think it was Wyndham. I. I like, literally, you know how they, the, the pros get gifts? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. And at Wyndham, they had a guy making blazers for them, and they could do anything on the inside as the lining. So, what Stewart picked, he literally takes a picture of his off his phone of his chicken thighs on the smoker and gets it on the inside <laughs> that's as the lining hilarious. He <laughs> <laughs> <Lisa laughs> probably wants to throw it out, but it's, it's like, I was like, that's hardcore, dude. That's really <laughs> freaking hardcore. It's like. So- I mean those guys like I, like first of all did you talk with Chad about pickles? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah, all christmas right. pickles, this, yeah. Yeah. Christmas like pickles are important, but I'm telling you Chad's I mean those chicken thighs are as good as it gets, man. I mean they are so delicious and so good. Those guys do a do a great job. So, Very yeah, good. I'm I'm an interested taster. Um, occasionally asked for advice about strange things, not things you would normally barbecue, right? <laughs> if they got stuck with doing fish or something, oh, I'd probably, yeah. hopefully I'd get a call. But when it comes to chicken thighs and things like that, I'm there. like, I'm, just, I'm, just, just stand back. They're way ahead of me. <laughs> Even I'll admit that. Like it, it, It's just delicious.
0: The chicken but, thigh blazer.
1: Well, I, you know, I, this is the thing. He's talking to Chris Lilly and I'm like, so I'm talking to Lilly one day and I'm like, you played the pro he's played pep chris lilly's played the pebble Pro prime like F- 10 straight years i'm like how do i get in this thing he's like don't worry about it You're only room for so many chefs <laughs> only room for oh, so many man. chefs <laughs> Like my dream, so <laughs> nice to go out there and play.
0: So you, you got to keep, you got to put it on a repeat. That's what I've learned. It's either uh, you're, you, you guess, get dif- you get defriended or you get an invitation.
1: Man, when you cook barbecue that good and he can cook it that good, I, you going to get a lot of invitations to a lot of places. Un- understood, understood.
0: So this, um, I, I like the pairings that you have here, uh, especially getting into this ASW. I mean, this takes me right into wintertime. Uh, I mean, this is uh, this is. Kind of campfire. Um, uh, I I am getting uh, kind of a that uh, that multi biscuity. Almost, it's almost
1: like if I, if I said sweet biscuits, does that make sense to you? Yeah, it's, I, I get like a like a cheddar biscuit kind of thing. Yeah, okay, like, yeah. If you want to be really, you want to go lowbrow on it. Swing by the old Red Lobster and grab some of those cheddar biscuits and eat them with that. It'll go well. You know what does <laughs> really well with this? Speaking of biscuits, is like. One of my favorite pairings with any whiskey, but it works with this and it works with the um works with the Elijah really well. Like good country ham with that saltiness Ooh. and then that sweet and the smoke. Like you get like an Edwards or a newsome like real good country ham. That's about perfection.
0: So so when you're slot so you mentioned uh you'd spent some time up in Tennessee. I don't know which part. I grew up in East Tennessee originally.
1: All right. Like, so I was in, I was in, we lived in Swanee for a while. My okay. Went to university. Yeah. And then I went to school in Chattanooga. Okay. So, I so got no, lots of friends all the way from Knoxville and Maryville.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hillbilly. I mean, it's exit 23. It's called bull's gap. So <laughs>
1: right, that's up, yeah, off,
0: off, off 81. And so my question, you brought up country ham and no one's ever brought up country ham before, but I got to ask, uh, so when you're slicing your country ham, do you slice it thick or you slice it thin? Thin. Yeah. There's no other way. I mean, if anybody brings out a thick piece of country ham, send that shit back. It ain't country yeah. ham.
1: Like, it needs to, like part of the beauty of country ham is like when you put it on your tongue and you get that salt, you should almost not have to chew it. It's like, it's like diaphanous. It just goes and it just <laughs> I appears in your mouth. And you're like, and then you have that oh shit moment. You're like, man that's everything
0: and, and you get that little fat ring around it that it kind of gets a little crunchy on the outside got it mm. man
1: you got it so uh, I, yeah I, I,
0: a big fan i'd even take a little red eye gravy on my biscuit red eye
1: nothing wrong with a little red eye gravy i mean I, you know country ham is uh it is, it is sort of the perfect pairing for me with 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 bourbon it's Just, asw you, know, you get salty Yeah, the ASW like as it starts to open, it gets a little air on it. Really get that kind of, I mean, the malty does come through uh, almost that um, texturally. If you remember eating a malted milk ball, like like uh, your palate, like it's um, it's just it's a really unique whiskey. It's great for this time of year. It also, believe it or not, this whiskey makes a killer killer Manhattan. Oh wow! This makes a killer Manhattan. Um, I can so see that. It, it really um, it really works well. And uh, when what, what we do a little holiday Manhattan here, we just take a little dropper and have a little bit of peppermint schnapps. And like literally, Ooh, like almost nice. like you would vermouth in a martini. Like don't yeah. get hippy with it. You're not you're not trying to drink a freaking candy cane. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. but just that little bit of peppermint because. It's going to like oftentimes with rye you'll get those minty like notes and it'll bring that out a little bit. So that's mm-hmm. a little fun cocktail you can do. Um it's a really good Manhattan and just like a drop like you would vermouth of of some sort of peppermint schnapps or you know, yeah but I'm do you, sure you are, got Rumble Mints hanging around for golf bets and stuff like that. Right?
0: <laughs> it, it, it probably happens. Yeah. Do you guys do a lot of uh, so with your cocktail program at the bar? Uh, I, I, I can be honest. I've been there several times. I've never had a cocktail because there's so damn many red whiskey. whiskey. I get it. I, I, I mean, I'm like, well, I don't know why I would mix that with anything. I'd like, and then and then it's like, well, I'll, the next time I'll have it with a cocktail. But the next time I'm like, no, I'll take that one, and I'll just have it neat. You know. <laughs> I feel totally totally like uh so but do you guys do a lot of uh like you know fresh purees and and such
1: for yeah we're doing everything here um yeah. we're doing we're doing most everything here um you know one of our one of our classics that we we really can't take off is is a drink called a nashville sour um and uh charlie and Andy nelson for green buyer i they came down here looking to distribute their whiskey and they got sent one place and somebody called me and said, hey, these two boys are from Tennessee, you'll love them. They got a great story. I'm gonna send them for lunch at your place. They're talking to some distributors. I said, all right, you know, and I met them and we hit it off instantly. And I was like, listen, you guys are gonna get lost over there. So I'm gonna be good. Give me 10 minutes. And I made a phone call. Somebody came down, we got them hooked up. Um, so kind of, it was, it was great. And we've been close cause they've done well in, in the States since they've been yeah, here. sure they're great guys. And so we were talking one day and one of our bartenders, we call it a Nashville sour. And so it's bell mead and there's a fig puree in there and we do a red wine float on the top. It's just a little, nice little egg white. It's, it's a killer drink. Wow. That sounds amazing. Yeah. We're doing everything. um, We're doing everything here. There's, there's, you know, um, we're trying to do as many tinctures and fusions, everything like that. I I've kind of forbidden, um, it's fine to use liquors and things like that, but there's no flavored booze in here. Right. Like if you want to flavor your booze, yeah, you get somewhere it, else. Like, you want honey in your bourbon? Get some damn honey and put it in your bourbon. We're not right. going to buy, like, yeah. I mean, from vodka, anything. You know, we're we're going to do it all ourselves and make everything here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, you, you you got to chat time as you want. I got at least another half hour. It'll be the longest podcast ever. You guys can't on that.
0: Well, I mean, if, if you're entertaining enough, it'll just breeze right through it. Uh, so so you brought up uh, – and I want to get back to some golf, but uh, I, I can't help it. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's not often that you wind up with someone that is in your position – that has their take on spirits and also likes to play golf. So I, I kinda, it's like, I'm, I'm like an old sweater, man. I'm like, uh, which way do I go? But so you mentioned flavored and I agree with the flavored stuff. Uh, you know, sometimes somebody will sneak in, a. uh, I won't get into any names, but what's your take on the, um, uh, on the finishes that are coming. So not flavored, but finishes.
1: Yeah. I'm fine with finishing it, Cause I think that's, that's part of the process. I mean, if you're putting something in Oak to start and it has to be new American, if you want to pull it at some point and put it in a different Oak. I mean, I think the new Woodford, the, the Baccarat, I mean, yeah, less, I can't say that Chris Morris will send me hate mail. I love the Baccarat. <laughs> Um, but what really matters is the fact they aged it for like eight years in Armagnac, right? And that gave it a really the, interesting. I mean, I can tell you this: I, I get my years mixed up because I'm I'm old and I drink too much, um, and I can't like. I'll drink i to that. I remember golf holes like better than, but <laughs> like Samurai Scientist, which was Dave's last boss hog, right? So yep, yes, it's insanely expensive. But the fact, like, you know, put that whiskey in a mushu Plum Barrels for two years. That was the most, it was not only what, to my mind, the best, but the most interesting whiskey that came out in 2019. Um, Really? I thought it was, was, come by, I mean, it's the one whiskey I tell people. You can chase a name or you can drink a whiskey that you've never had anything like it before and it'll blow your fucking mind. Yeah. So a lot of people will be like, uh. And I'm, I tend toward bourbon, not rye, and this is 100% rye, but it's just with the plum wine barrels and everything they did with it, it it's just very unique. So I like it. I mean, it was funny. I, I did a, a little – we did a, a barrel dinner where we, we bought some barrels with Chris Morris uh, last year, and I asked him flat out, I'm like, what's your favorite whiskey you ever made? And uh, he was like one of my first sort of like finishing projects he did in Sonoma Couture Chardonnay barrels. Hmm. And you can't find it anymore. And he's like, "If I could find that whiskey, that I'd doesn't buy even make that, that doesn't
0: even make sense to me. I mean, I guess I could think about. It. I get guess the it,
1: buttery. You get the buttery to go along with yeah. the caramel, and the. But just, I mean, he raved about the. I've never had it. I can. I mean, I immediately like went online, like <laughs> looking for the <this> stuff. And <laughs> you can't but, find it. No, I mean, he said he goes. If anybody has it, I'll buy it from you and pay you ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. like so. I, I think it's it's um it's cool. I've I've always liked things that are. I've always enjoyed people that are willing to push. You can push too far, right? Yeah. I think you can do crazy stuff. But, like, I loved when Buffalo BT did the oak project, and I love when they did the experimental stuff. You know, I, I think it's, like, did I always love it? No, there were some whiskeys I was like, oh, man, that's terrible. Like, and then, But there were some that I was like, man, that's really, really cool. Single oak was a super cool idea. And that was such an interesting idea that you're going to take single trees you're going to age the same whiskey. Like it's such a cool idea. So, um, yeah, I I think it's cool. I think people, again, I think you can carry it too far. Find balance. I I think
0: they're, I think they do. I think there's some, some tweaking that can be done on the marketing of it. So we had a, uh, I don't know if you know Sagamore spirit or not, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but we recently had them on and, and, uh, they, I I don't want to say just, but recently released their, uh, Manhattan finish. So, you know, it went through vermouth and uh, you know, a few other barrels. And it's, it, you know, just the way that it comes off in how it's, uh, and, and I'm not talking about Sagamore, it's great. I mean, I would say, like, shit, this is, I, I've made it, I've got uh, my friend's bottle shop, uh, some coming up, uh, but it, it's the way that it's marketed. And and it's not just it's not sagamore, it's in general. It's like how do you start to discern I'm getting way off track on it for us, but how do you start to discern the way from it's a flavored versus the finished and how do you start to educate the folks that's like, Well, I don't know, is it finished or is it flavored? And think what what
1: direction too? I think I think you drink enough bourbon that you can tell differences and the nuance is not lost on you. Whereas someone new to bourbon gets into that and they think that's what bourbon tastes like. And you're like, "Uh, you might be a little off the reservation over here. (laughs) Right. I mean, I, you know, I found more cool. Like we enjoy the fact that when we buy barrels, we get the actual barrel and we use them. So we send them, you know, we send them to beer making friends every year at the end of the summer, we make 55 gallons of something and put it in some barrel oh, that's cool. of, of hot sauce. Yeah. So different peppers, like, and we'll put it in a whiskey barrel, and a tequila barrel and let it age. So, hold on. so Chad hadn't asked for one of these barrels yet. Uh, Chad's got the Chad hadn't asked, but I'll get him one. If he wants, <laughs> I mean, I'm, what about a <laughs> bourbon, what about a bourbon are, pickle? The beer guys are lined up. They, they love the barrels. Oh, they man. get a barrel. You know, they, they, that's the end all and be all for them. Yeah. So, they definitely love that stuff.
0: Uh, we're, but, so we're, uh, back to ASW real quick. So, uh, when I was in there, so we had Richland rum on, uh, I don't know, a few months ago. Uh, and is, uh, they're
1: doing a super good job. That's a super cool project. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. The Richland rum. Well, ASW has got some of their, uh, some of their barrels. I haven't tasted it yet. You probably have.
1: I have not. I've seen okay. the barrels, but I haven't. Um, I, the last time I was over there, I kind of looked at them and and said made a mental note to try it, <laughs> but I've not. I,
0: I made a, I made a mental note and wrote down the date that they said uh, we think this is when it's going to be ready,
1: and I'm like, uh, we need to
0: get you back on the show
1: and talk about this release. Uh, yeah, I think it, I think it'll be really popular. Um, I mean, How do we do, do have, that from local three? We we can do it. Let's do it. Let's let's we do it all from here. We we'll get we we'll get the private room and we'll rock it out from here. Perfect. Very cool. I, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Uh all right, I've I've already made another note. <laughs> we got we got good times and some golf coming up, so That's right. we do.
0: Uh, definitely going to have to get some strokes. Uh, uh <laughs> for me, dude.
1: terrible. Uh, I'm terrible. Uh,
0: hold on. So let's let's uh let's are we good to go into golf now? Oh good, yeah. Good for some golf talk. Absolutely. Always. So, so you, you've rattled off a few, uh, have you played Otokoa farms? I have not. All right. So we got to get up there and see our buddy, Ed. It's a, it's a it's great a, place. That's a good track.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Area. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. What, what else? Uh, cause you said you had a place up in the
1: mountains. You don't, have to, we don't want the address yet. Yeah, but. no, I don't, I don't, I, I, that is, um, I don't play up there. I'm not allowed to take my clubs up there. Okay, That's, It's a getaway I've made to my wife. Yeah, um, is no golf clubs up there because I do uh, spend a lot of time, um, you know, playing, which is which is great. I'm lucky that we don't have kids, so I, I get out a fair amount. I try and I try and practice at least once a week and play twice a week. Now some weeks, you know, it changes and you can't. You know, yeah, yeah, sure, and, and work commitments and all. But I, I, I do. I'm fortunate that I get to play golf and and get out there and hack it around. So we, so, we can go to Pine Tree. We can play out there wherever you guys want to play. Is that so? And and Wes said he was he was either at Pine
0: Tree or he is at Pine Tree. I think he was a member, but he's not anymore. But he was because
1: they moved out and now. Yeah. He's at, um, so, but I'm I'm at Pine Tree. Uh, okay. So good track. You know, greens will beat you up a little bit. Here's the thing. I,
0: I mean, literally. So, I mean, maybe this shows what kind of amateur golfer I am, or maybe it shows how exclusive Pine Tree is. I had never heard of Pine Tree until Wes mentioned it. I mean, would,
1: is that common? Yeah, I think um, it's a go- it's it's a it's a hardcore players' club, and there's nothing like I'm Brad the GM. Those guys are going to kill me. They, like they do a great job with everything, but it's really a golfers' golf club. And you wanna get yeah. a game, there's a game there every day of the week. Like you get a game. Gotcha. Um and and it's it's you know, Kennesaw State team plays it out there. Mm-hmm. Chad Phillips has his academy out there, so you can see a lot of young, and by young I mean fourteen to fifteen year old kids. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely murder it. Um <laughs> a lot of people practicing out. I mean, you go to the range out there, did give them time the putting green They're gonna be like ten, fifteen people hit balls. Well, you're
0: really making me want to make a trip up there, bud. <laughs> Listen,
1: you, you get to play with me, and you, you'll beat the brakes off of me. So, oh, well, I don't know about you that. No, we, we, I just try and get it around a little bit, and uh, but it's fun. The greens are really great. It's a great group of people, um, and it's a, it's a, you know, really fun place.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what what did we touch on? Let's uh, I've I've rattled off enough, and I've been uh, jabbing you with things. What what do you want to hit on? Do you want to talk about giving tree? Do You want to
1: talk about? Uh, I mean, we, you know, the Giving Kitchen is a charity we help found kitchens, that, um, excuse me. helps hospitality workers in need. So um, anyone that serves food or drink for a living in the state of Georgia, we help. So if you are into golf and into bourbon. Like we could help the people in the grill at your club and we can help the people at your local bar or your servers at your local restaurant. And uh, we just help restaurant workers in crisis. Um, As a lot of people know, most restaurant workers and hospitality workers trade time for money. And if they don't work, they don't earn. So if you break your ankle and can't work for six weeks and you're a single mom, you're in danger of becoming homeless. And that's where we can step in and make sure your rent is paid and your electricity is on and you've got food on the table. And that's um, that's really our passion project. Um, we're fortunate enough to, uh, you know, for anybody that that's looking for golf related stuff as well or whiskey related stuff as well. Uh, we have our big team Heidi event at the end of January. It'll be virtual this year. Uh, we auction off of an entire run of Pappy, so you'll get everything from this year, including the. Wow. Um, we also have some killer golf lots on courses you really wouldn't be able to play otherwise, unless you're you know, really well connected. Um, that's cool. And yeah. gives you a chance, you know, to, to go do cool stuff. Um, you know, go down to the Floridian play around Claude Harmon. And, and, no, I mean, seriously, the stuff we've auctioned off before and, you know, sets of clubs and just, just really cool stuff. So that's our charity. Um, and that's our passion project. And right now in our business, we need it more than ever yeah. right? because COVID has really taken a toll on a lot of, um, a lot of restaurants around, around Georgia. And frankly, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of our friends um, are going to struggle to make it out of this. And so it's more important for everybody to know now than ever. If you have a local restaurant that you like, you need to go there and you support the staff and support the owners, because these are the people that have supported you. They've supported your, your athletic booster club. They've supported the volleyball team. They've supported your church. They've done all that. Mm-hmm. This is the time where we're asking you guys to come back and and show that to us because we need it right now. Very cool. Um, it's, it's very important. So Chris is being uh,
0: humble, I guess. Uh, so if you go to uh, local three, I think three spelled out like T H R E. So local, it's all local. letters. Yeah. All oh, letters, oh. no numbers. And, uh, and they're regularly posting, uh, on their social media sites and it's all local three, all letters, no numbers. And they've got uh, pickup meals for you. you. You come in you get your meals to go and you take them back with you. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's definitely uh, something that, and and a great way to support. Uh, I'm sure you can come in, uh, when, when time permits, uh, you can be able to come in and, and, and eat inside, socially distancing and, and respectfully. Yeah, of course. Not,
1: we're, we're socially distanced right now. We have heaters on the patio if you come indoors. Uh, we took the, took the kind of rare move in that we installed a biodefense system. So we have a system called Synexis that you can read about on our website that um, actually basically takes all the air coming into the space and has dried hydrogen peroxide. So when it hits the molecular water in the air, it kills any bacteria. So it's mainly used, um, seen a lot of pro sports locker rooms and, and, uh, we, we happen to have a friend who's in that business who helped us get that running. And so, um, we've tried to do everything as safe as we can be. And, uh, we're making it work every day. We're reinventing ourselves and, uh, pushing forward. We're, We're fortunate. Um, I think restaurants that had a tie to their community, like I talked about, yeah. are going to be the ones that really survive, right? Because the community values them and they know they're they're an asset to that community. Um, and we, we happen to have those and we're, we're very fortunate. That's awesome. Yeah. Be a part of that. Yeah. So I'm trying to put together an event. I was on the phone today trying to get uh, Justin Thomas down here and do a little event with Woodford. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. Um, do some whiskey. Uh, well,
0: if you need to release it somewhere, uh, <laughs> we can. Uh, we can definitely record. You can release it on whatever site you want. You don't have to release it on Birdies and Bourbon. You can release it wherever. But uh, if you need to, like so, like a preamble.
1: Happened. He's a big Woodford guy, um, and uh, I think that would be cool um, to get to get some stuff going. And uh, you know, there are a lot of guys on tour drinking whiskey, but not nearly as much as us normal. Gym. Not nearly as much as us ten handicappers drinking whiskey. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah. That's Oh, true. you know
0: who's coming on is uh, uh, Casa
1: Azul. Is that- Casa Azul. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of good tequila. Where we do, we do a lot of stuff with Herodura. Um, yeah. are worldwide brand ambassadors of friends, so we go down uh, once a year at least and and buy barrels and and uh, play a little golf at, at uh, Country Club of Guadalajara, which is Carlos Moreno oh, wow. chose. We get a, we need to get in on a barrel pick with you at some point, yeah, let's do it. I'd love to have you guys, yeah, we've got i' I'm in fact, that's funny you say that because I'm I was literally on my to- do list. It popped up on my calendar today. It was like set twenty twenty one barrel picks up. We're kind of we we try and just quite frankly get them down to the end of the year where we're kind of starting new and we want enough to carry over into the new year. Yeah, sure. really like to buy in, in Q1 because we get them in Q2 and three and four are our biggest bourbon quarters, right? I mean, run everything out in Q1, buy in Q2, get it Q3. Because while we're selling whiskey all year round, the summer is just a little less. Right. We'd
0: love to, yeah, we'd love to get into that with you. Um, if it's, uh, you know, if you think, uh, if we think the
1: brands a fit for uh, for each other, so far, yeah, let's do it. I, I'd love to do it. I'll, I'll send you guys i uh, I'll send you guys a list of stuff we're talking about. It's uh, yeah, awesome. You know, we're always trying to set some cool stuff up and uh, and just uh, get some really neat stuff up. And cool. who knows? Maybe when we can travel again, we we'll go to Louisville and play Valhalla. There you go. That's always a fun trip. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> it's, it's, that's a good track. That's that's all you want. It's it's a good track. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll, that, it'll I mean that's that's part of it. Is I'm always looking like where can I go drink whiskey and play golf and kind of like blend those two things together because if I'm gonna be here, where can I be here?
0: I mean, how pissed you know? off would you be if you had to go to work and you didn't have a good time?
1: Yeah. Listen, that's why it shows what I do. No of no, no, <laughs> It's a tough life. I, I, I tell people jokingly, I'm living the dream, but I really am. I mean, there's so much cool stuff, and and uh, we're just we're very fortunate to be where we are and be able to do what we love to do. And I, I've been able to find a way to 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 work and do what I love, and get to play a lot of golf, which is another thing I love, and drink whiskey. So uh, things in my world are pretty good. That's awesome, Chris
0: Hall from Local Three. It's been great talking to you, Dan. I know you got a question to ask him. Go ahead.
1: Chris, uh, as you did with Wes, uh, so you got a lot of friends in the industry. Obviously, you talked a lot about your places, you know, off the beaten path, diamonds in the rough around you. Where where would you send people to go to go dine? Wow, um, are we are we are we just looking for whiskey, or are we looking for general? Uh, leave, it, leave it up to you. What do you think, Al? <clears throat>
0: Well, I, I think, um, no, I mean, like if you're, somebody's coming into town and they're not going to one of your places and we've already mentioned the brick store, so you can't send us there, <laughs> but it's like, uh, Hey, I'm coming into town and I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to play, um, could be playing Eastlake. I could be playing echelon. I could be playing, uh, capital city, uh, I, but I'm staying around town and I want a good drink. But uh, I want a good meal after a round.
1: And there's so much good stuff going on in Atlanta right now. Um, So I think uh, if if you're drinking bourbon, Ryan Panisse at Table of Maine in Roswell has a really, really good selection. Hmm. Um, And they do a really nice job. I think if you want to go kind of on the more mellow end, you know, I've been known to crush a few whiskeys at Mac McGee's um, and get down there and, and run through, they've got a pretty cool seller of, 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 really interesting, um, stuff down there that I, that I really like. Um, I am also, um, I am a uh, I am a fan of casualness. So I am the guy that, lights I'm okay with music I'm also okay with you keeping your shirt tucked in hold on but, if
0: you say the Claremont lounge if you say the Claremont <laughs> lounge we're gonna go for another hour
1: I wasn't gonna say Claremont I was gonna say Northside Tavern oh I'm a big fan of of, uh, Ooh. of of bars with character and I think we're sort of steadily mudcat so um I think I think bars with character are are places I like to hang out at right I'm, I'm definitely um I'm definitely the guy that likes the, the, I, you know, as I said earlier, I take what I do really seriously, but I don't take myself too seriously. So that tends to be the, the places I gravitate to and the golf clubs I gravitate yeah. to. Yeah. Right. I want to play serious golf, but I want to have a good time. Right. Mm-hmm. I want a great golf course, but if we're worried about where the fort goes at lunch, it's probably <laughs> not the place for me. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, we're, we're all there to have fun and, 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 and do it. So, I mean the, the neat thing about about Atlanta right now is there's just been a kind of democratization of good food and you can find it in so many places. So whether you know, like if you're out in Tucker and playing out there, right, like go eat Korean barbecue out there because you're gonna get great. Yeah, Korean absolutely. Barbecue, right? Like 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 so so I, I think um you know, don't be afraid to take a chance, but look around where you are and know that there's probably a really good local restaurant. Mm-hmm. I think this, this is almost tropey. And, and I, I don't want to come off the wrong way, but like cheesecake factory is going to get theirs. Mm-hmm. Like go support somebody that's local and that, that needs you and, and wants you. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause we, th- those people really, really do, um, they employ they employ a lot of people, and they really support the the kind of local economy that you're in from your church and your school um, to your local golf course. Perfect.
0: Oh, Chris, I, I got to mention this. So you mentioned uh, it's not quite in Tucker, but it is on Buford Highway. It eh, may be on Chamblee. Anyway, but it's called Kosong Song Dong Tofu House, and they have the
1: best. The do you you already know it? Dude, I am I am like. If you, we get, we could spend another two hours on beef. Hour. People be honest, <laughs> right, where, 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 where do you eat? Like, look, most chefs, like we don't eat it. Like we don't go out for like fancy meals. We go eat ethnic food. Um, so this is the, the best part about being a chef in Atlanta is this is an amazing food town with amazing food people and everybody respects for the most part and likes each other and it's incredibly collegial and supportive. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is you can't go out and have a quick burger because somebody's sending you four plates of food to try who's really interested in what you think. Now, if that's a, that's a first world problem. Let's not <laughs> lie about that, right? This is a first world problem. But honestly, like there's something just really cool about walking into, um, you know, El Ray or, or, you know, Northern China eatery or somewhere like that. And being completely anonymous and having that experience, um, that to me is, is, is really, really cool. Um, and, and really fun. And, um, uh, I always do enjoy if, if people ask me, like I had the chance last year to Jimmy Roberts was in East Lake and I was there and he's like, where should I go eat? And I just told him, I'm like, go to these ethnic places. And he was like, he texted me, he's like, dude, that was awesome. I never <laughs> would have done that. That was so cool. Thank you. And so I, I just um, yeah, where we we eat ethnic food um more than you know, from photoloy to to you know, going to get dim sum and Oriental Pearl to tasty china to taqueria Oaxacaña are you a fan of those chicken
0: feet by the way at dim sum all right so my my my, my good buddies no so here they're, the- they're gelatinous to me i mean it's it's not the taste it's the texture we talked it's about this exact. again
1: i'm a lazy bastard <laughs> it took 28 years to eat a chicken foot it's it's like the the, the the freaking juice is not worth the squeeze. Mm, right? Exactly. There's some lady walking by with like bacon wrapped shrimp, and I'm like, you got dumplings with can that, or I could eat five of those. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> five of those. Please. Like so, from a flavor profile, I get you. I will say this. So in general. If you want to make chicken stock or like chicken soup, Ooh, chicken feet are the jam. Mm. You will never find a better stock because the <laughs> amount of collagen in them that gives it the flavor and makes it amazing. And if then I, feed them to your dog after the fact. Right. If I'm going to dim sum and I'm skipping the chicken feet and eating like six more tofu cakes. Yeah. Well, my, my partner, <laughs> she's,
0: uh, she's South Korean. So, you know, I have to eat some weird things sometimes. And, <laughs> you also, uh,
1: damn good food, man. Like, oh, I'm telling me, you that. me and Korean barbecue get along really, really well.
0: <laughs> I, I'm I like, that. you know, as a hillbilly from East Tennessee, I was always like, uh, you know, i And I'm talking like not not like the Mexican that we think Mexican food is. I'm talking like go to Oaxaca and eat like Mexican street fair with the ladies like wheeling the coffee in a big jug with a little uh, little gas lantern under it. And the tamales that they just made last night, you know, and you're getting the mezcal straight up. But uh, but
1: I'm like this. I've got to get to uh, South Korea. Yeah. The best grasshoppers and the best Eskimole, which is ant eggs that I've ever had were at, were at Guadalajara Country Club, like mm. yeah, oh, yeah. lunch to die for. Absolutely <laughs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Amazing. Nice. And, and, and a, like a golf course where literally not a single blade of grass is out the place. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Uh, definitely. Oh one for the bucket list there. There it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're, you're, you've are
0: you're made us both so jealous. It's true. Um, uh, well, we'll not we'll, envious. We'll, we'll, we'll
1: go out and we'll, we'll play around the golf and then we'll drink a little whiskey and, and go out and get some food. It'll be great. Perfect. Kind of a perfect day, right? Not yeah. much more Chris, other than that. Well, hey,
0: Chris Hall, before we go, have we told everybody where they can find you? Do you want to say it again? You so we can say it at a later we, date.
1: You, you can find me at any of our restaurants. So, and M- Turner's, which is Cumberland Park, way in Smyrna mth pizza which is right around the corner if you haven't tried that it's the best pizza in town and i normally don't talk about my food like that hmm. but it, it really is as good a pizza as you'll find in atlanta awesome and then if you want to come drink whiskey with me i'm normally at local three five to six nights a week which is right off of 75 um right by the okay cafe across from the public library so come down the Buckhead. and some whiskey. Awesome. Is there some place else that you didn't want to mention that you wanted to mention? No, oh, you know, I, I think I got them all. I think I got them all. Thank well, you. Cheers, well, Chris, guys. Cheers. cheers. Thank, thanks so Have much, a great buddy. holiday season and uh, stay healthy. All right, you too. Yeah, you, you too, buddy. All right, cheers. To cheers.